Hey guys, Dr. Greg here, and I just got done filming an amazing episode with Lauren, our health coach leader in our clinic here. We talk about all things health coaching, what a clinician is, what they're not, what makes a good patient, how to prepare yourself to have epic success with our team here at Vitae. There's even some conversation about, hey, what does it take to be a good health coach? So stay tuned. We have an awesome conversation coming your way. All right, guys, Dr. Greg here, and on today's episode of The Daily Dose of Dr. Greg, I have Vitae, one and only Lauren. She is our not only one of our clinicians, she's actually our director of clinicians, so she oversees all of our clinicians in our practice. And today we're going to talk about all things health coaching. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about, people hear me use the word secret sauce. <laughs> so this is kind of like, we're kind of letting the cat out of the bag here. Like, how do you, why do you guys get the success that you do clinically, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you got into this. We're going to talk about what, um, you know, what makes a good clinician. And then we're really going to come alongside of our listeners today and equip them. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I want to work with Dr. Greg and his team. And they can say that, though we have some ingredients, like expectations that they come to the table with. Mm -hmm. And also, what do we come to the table with? Yep. Right, Lauren? So, Lauren, it's good to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. And I guess my journey to get to this point, mm -hmm. sitting in this chair here, um, started... I mean, a long while back, just the the love and the passion for um, fitness and mm. nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, always was active growing up. You played soccer, right? Did oh, I, yeah. I recall. Tell me more about that. Ooh. <laughs> I, yeah. Soccer since, I think, age three, as early as you can get. With, <laughs> right like, on. you just kind of running around like, those little like, pods. Yeah, chasing, like, cats chasing a ball around. Yes. Yeah. And then all the way through? All the way through um, high school, yeah. I had lots of knee injuries. Knee issues. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, but, like, sh don't tell my parents I did play intramural in college. But oh, they don't know that? No. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Sorry. We still love you. <laughs> Nothing bad happened, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So that's always been... So you grew up with athletics, mm -hmm. and then you also, before we started the, the recording, you said you're also fairly empathetic. So you have that heart for people and, and mm -hmm. who they are and what they're dealing with. Yes. So you put those two passions together, and then what was the educational journey like? What, yeah. what, what, what certifications and education? Because, you know, some people, when they hear the word health coach, mm -hmm. they probably think that it's like... Susie soccer mom like went to a weekend class and now she's a health coach yes and that's not really who we are here so yeah. walk us more through that um yes for sure so went to went to college um got my degree in exercise science and nutrition um and then from there really stuck kind of in the nutrition realm for a while right. um but more recent in the last I would say I think it's been maybe a year and a half, really dug deeper into the health coaching aspect. Mm -hmm. um, took like a, a board certified program. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what that means, but right. through the Mayo Clinic. Um, and that's a, a very in intense course, <laughs> yeah. for better words, of just um, recognizing, you know, that health coaching isn't just a one day drop in or I can call myself a health coach, right. but their techniques and skills and a uh, dialect um, when it comes to health coaching uh, to really hone in on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then beyond that, uh, there's now, which has been around for a decent amount of time, but it's still fairly fresh, um, the National Board Certification for Health Coaching. Um, and that is really um, kind of that top pillar, I guess, sure. um, which makes sure that everyone is, you know, kind of at that even playing field, right. that anything below that isn't necessarily like legit. certified. Yeah, legit. Certified. Yeah. Yes. So, you, so you come out with the tools, with the understanding <clears throat> on how to walk somebody through a journey mm -hmm. and how to work with personalities and yes. all of those things. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, very cool. So you've gone through the Mayo Clinics program and then you have this board certification. Yeah. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, you've also done the Lyme, and you're, you're doing the Lyme certification? No, oh, you are yes. Lyme certified now. Mm -hmm. Yep, just okay. wrapped that up last week, actually. So that's through, uh, we, we work with another university called Trinity, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And they have a CLS certified Lyme specialist program. Mm -hmm. So, And what all of these certifications do is empower you. Yep. They give you more tools. And I think, I love when I get to talk to patients, <laughs> because I get to talk to patients on the front end, and yeah. I think part of my energy that I have on the front end is I know what the journey looks like. Mm -hmm. So what the journey looks like in our <clears throat> clinic is people talk to me, and then I order labs, and then we send them a video with what the labs mean in English. People love that video. <laughs> and then we get on a follow-up call that so that kind of says, like, now we have the, the intake, we have the labs, we know what to do, and then I hand them off to one of our team members like yourself, knowing full well the secret sauce of our practice is not that we have some magic supplement mm -hmm. or we don't have some magic gut program. Yeah. What we have are clinicians that really wear two hats, mm -hmm. right? So you yeah. wear both a clinical hat mm -hmm. and also a health coaching hat. Yeah. So you cool with diving into a little bit of those two hats so people can understand like, oh, that's that's interesting and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that clinical side is very, I would say, um, transactional, meaning yeah. like from point A to point B, this is what you do. Um, X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's kind, very... of, kind of thing of going to a doctor, right? Yeah. Here's Here's your protocol. Do this. Don't do that. Uh -huh. Here's the play. Yeah. And then like going to sports, like what does Mike Tyson say? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> right? So then yes. enters the health coach. Yep. So how does the health coach come alongside the clinician and also stand on their own? Yeah. So the, the health coach is much more, as we described, that journey. So mm -hmm. really being like hip to hip um, with the client and... Uh, helping kind of guide through and navigate when they do come up, because it will happen, come right. up against those like really tough 100%. challenges. It's not if there's going to be a curveball, it's when and how often. Yeah. And just to clarify, <clears throat> our patients don't have a clinician and a health coach. We have a single person yep. that is duly trained. Mm -hmm. And also not just that, is also supported, right? You guys yes. as clinicians can come to myself, for example, and mm -hmm. be like, holy smokes, I got this patient that's got this going on. Yeah. <gasps> what do I do? Yes. Um, I think we need to dive deeper into the health coaching part because I feel, I feel that by the time people find us, right, yeah. they've tried a lot of the clinical things. They've yeah. tried a parasite cleanse or they've tried a liver cleanse or mm -hmm. a juice cleanse, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So now they walk in mm -hmm. and, and now there's this health coaching part. So I'd love to dialogue a little bit about health coaching and what we see. Yeah. And, and even like, so if someone's listening to this, you might be like, oofta, that's Oofta, by the way, that's a Minnesota word. Um, <laughs> what, that sounds like a lot, yet 
I, you know, I, one of my favorite books is The Obstacles, The Way by Ryan Holiday. And I tell people the only way out mm -hmm. is through. Yeah. So one of the things when I'm having that conversation with people on the initial evaluation, I'm even now asking people, what percent of your condition globally do you think is more of a clinical presentation? Mm -hmm. And what percentage do you think is more of like an emotional, mental, spiritual? Yeah. And the average answer is 50-50. So if all the approach is, is just vitamins and pills and droppers, you're leaving 50%, and I'd actually say it's more than 50% mm -hmm. of the journey out. Yeah. So let's talk about that part and who we are, mm -hmm. who we're not, yeah. and who the client gets to be should they choose to be because there's no headlocks to have the results. So let's dive into that. Yeah. So health coaching um, is very... So client focused. So on our end as the clinician, it is helping them to recognize, you know, what their strengths are right. um, via affirmations and, and things along those lines, helping them to um, recognize. What are some examples of those strengths? So if someone's listening right now, like what are some of the strengths that you sometimes have to pull out of people that they have that maybe they don't know that they have? Mm-hmm. Um, that they're a go-getter. Um, that... Uh, they are confident. Mm -hmm. um, that One thing that I say to them, Lauren, is I understand what it takes to get on a call with a doctor. Yeah. So there's something in them mm -hmm. that says, I actually do really want help. Yeah. Resilient. Resilient. It's huge. Right. You know. Um, worthy. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because if you thought <clears throat> you didn't have a sense of worthiness, you'd be like, I'm not going to spend money or invest and do that. Then, yeah. yeah. So also I think it's important for them to understand, I don't want to call them shortcomings. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kind of say like, what do you do when you get stressed out? Yeah. Like what is your MO? Uh-huh. You know, for example, someone like <clears throat> someone, I had a patient the other day, she's like, I'm out. I will just straight up disappear. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's good to know. Uh-huh. We have some patients that will like become very analytical, mm -hmm. right? They'll, they'll try to like, oh, I need to research on this or, or I, I went and did a bunch of research on this and... And what they're really telling us is they're about to go up against that obstacle mm -hmm. and they've taught themselves how to go around it. Yeah. And so maybe they become super smart and they've asked their friends or they've went to Dr. Google <laughs> and they have all of it. And what they're really saying is we're about to break through mm -hmm. something huge. Yeah. And it scares the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. So instead of going through this, yeah. I'm going to pull my card that I do, I, I, I leave, I overanalyze, I get quiet, I, I say this isn't working, and I go around. Mm -hmm. So we even ask it on the front end, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So what are some other things, if I didn't catch them all, that people might, that might be like their kryptonites along there? Yeah. Um, I would say a big one as well is like freezing, like just not doing anything and just being stuck because there's so much overwhelm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that I think... People may or not may not, and this is the thing too. A lot of times they maybe sometimes don't know until they get to that place, like how they react. Right. Um, but you know, with health coaching too, there's that piece of it of like, hey, like you, you know, the client is the expert. You're the expert of you. Mm -hmm. You know yourself. Right. But you also need to share that with your clinician. Yeah. So we know when that comes up, and we start seeing those things, that hey, and also you know, getting that. Um, 
go ahead from from the client that we can call you out when we notice that. Yeah, we talked about us on the front end. Yep. We acknowledge that this is going to happen, mm-hmm. and you gave me the right, the authority, to love you enough. <laughs> yes. To say, here we are. Yep. We talked about this, mm-hmm. and we're here. Yeah. Now, I want to make sure that the agreement still stands. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Mm-hmm. And we also said that this is where breakthrough happens. You know, so I think a big part of health coaching, I think one of the misconceptions, and I'm, I know I have a list of questions here, and I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to follow them. <laughs> I think a misconception is that is that the health coach does everything for the patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I, you just take the wheel, take the keys, I'll jump in the back seat, wake me up when we get there. Yeah. And that's not what we do. Not the case. Right. I, I think I tell people, like, think of this being like almost like a college class mm-hmm. and you're going to learn a lot. Oh, and by the way, after you're done, you get to apply it in your life and you may have the opportunity to teach it to somebody else. Yeah. So there's that there's a different take inside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also the difference between people that maybe have more of a victim mindset mm-hmm. is they're just like kind of like, oh, poor me. Just do it for me. I, don't, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for that challenge along the way. So. Man, lots of good stuff here. So, okay, so someone has gotten through me. They've passed the Dr. Greg uh, component, and and their labs are appropriate for us to bring them on, and they are about to have their onboarding with you or one of our amazing clinicians. Yes. Give our listeners or someone that's considering to be one of our patients, like, mm-hmm. how can they <clears throat> stack the deck? How can they... How can they, you know, stack the chips on their side? How can they prepare themselves to walk into that and you're like, whoa, you are ready. Yeah. What are some of the action steps that that person could do? Yeah, so so recognizing that there is that health coaching side of things. So it's the, the pre- preparation, the attitude that you bring right off the bat. Um, when we do have some of those questions that are less clinical, that you're you're ready to approach them. So Give me an example of one of those questions that someone's like, Oh, we're going to go there. <laughs> yeah. What's an example? Um, I would say kind of a, a really deep one is, and you kind of touched on it, but like in regards to wellness, yes, there's like physical wellness, but there's mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. pillars. Right. Like which of those do you feel like is, you know, the area that's maybe holding you back mm-hmm. from healing physically? Totally. You know, like that, that takes a lot of processing. What and are some examples? Um, relationships is huge. Those have energy, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And not just current relationships. Yes. Childhood. Mm -hmm. I ask all of our patients about trauma. Yeah. And, um, I just got the phone call, Mm -hmm. whatever, 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And this little girl said that when she was four years old, Mm -hmm. she observed her dad choking her mother. Oh, Jeez, that's heavy. That's heavy. Yeah. And what I needed to explain to her is that's trauma. Mm-hmm. And I needed to explain to her how our body physiologically responds to that. Mm-hmm. I, as you know, I have a five and eight-year-old little girl. Those yeah. are my youngest two. And when she was saying this to me, I was looking over. I have a beautiful family photo in my office. And I, I look at Navia, my five-year-old, and how would she respond if she walked into a room and, God forbid, I was choking my wife? Like, that leaves a mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
so when we talk about trauma, like that's a big deal. Now someone's like, whoa, what do you do with that? Now, full disclosure, we're not trauma therapists. Mm -hmm. We're not mental health therapists. And there are many times where someone has stuff that's like, you need to see a professional. Yes. And we can still help the journey. Yeah. Right. So, um, and some people, you, when you talk to them, like they've processed that. Mm -hmm. Trauma does not need to be a thorn in your side. Yeah. However, if you've not processed it, mm -hmm. if you're still dragging it with you, what did I have yesterday? I had a moment, I forget what we were talking about. And as soon as I mentioned it, like whale tears just like whoo, and started coming down her cheeks. That's an unprocessed trauma. Uh -huh. Right? That's sitting yeah. there ripe. Yeah. Um, what is an example? So someone's like, uh-oh, we're going to go there. Give me an example of an exercise or a tool that we would use with our legalities inside of this practice to help somebody journey through that trauma, mm -hmm. um, address that trauma, walk through that trauma, forgive that trauma. What's a tool or exercise that you've found successful clinically? Yeah, um, a lot of times it's getting it in writing, so that journaling Ooh. aspect. Um, writing, I think maybe you've probably talked about this. I know you have with most people. Absolutely. Of, you know, writing a letter to that version of you that went mm. through that trauma, that's, that's going to be huge. <sighs> and big. those are, that's a challenge. Like, that is difficult. That's extremely difficult. But what we see or what I've seen so often is like, when that client goes, it's like, wow, that's your breakthrough. We, the term we use in this clinic is they are dealing with their stuff. Yeah, dealing with their stuff. You can tell who is willing to deal with their stuff. Uh -huh. And you can fill in whatever word you'd like to for stuff. Because um, <laughs> that's a big part. Yeah. It's a huge part. I've had experience with that. You've, people have heard me talk about me writing a letter to the seven-year-old little boy version of myself and yeah. some of the trauma that he experienced mm -hmm. and and how it took me 40-some years to get to that point. But it took a somebody yeah. that loved me enough that wasn't going to take my stuff and said, actually, um, I think it's Tony Robbins, says, heal the boy mm. and the man will appear. Or heal the girl, yep. the little girl, and the woman will appear. Yeah. Now, again, it doesn't mean that everyone has childhood trauma, and that's the core the, the core of everything. However, it can be an issue for some people along the way. Yeah. So we like to journal. Yeah. We like to forgive. We like to get things out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that can, for many times, people can be a big thing. Yeah. So just to recap, so if someone <clears throat> is like, yep, I'm in, I'm ready to rock and roll. So number one, I think of a posture. I think of a posture like this mm -hmm. as, for, as opposed to one of these. Yeah. Fix me. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. I even had a person, that, that lady just now from Utah, she said, what's your guarantee? None. Yeah. This isn't, there is no guarantee. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's so many variables. Yeah. Right. So, so a posture of, of openness being coachable. Yes. You, you're not, you played soccer. I played football. Yeah. We can think back, and we you can probably name this person. Like we had, we had those coaches that their job they just saw something in us, right? Mm -hmm. And come hell or high water, or lots of killers, or early morning Wednesday practices, they got it out of us. Yeah. But they weren't always like nice and loving to us. Mm -hmm. They're like, I know you can do more. Right. I know you're capable. And when we look at our like athletic abilities, it took that person. Yeah. To get us to that next level. Mm -hmm. And I think many people are like, 
adults, like, don't get coached. Yeah. And I think that vulnerability, dare I use that word, Mm -hmm. is where the magic comes into play. Because a lot of people, even listening to this, they're like, I know I've I've got more in me. Mm -hmm. I know I'm called for more. Mm -hmm. I'm just so used to doing what I've done Mm -hmm. that I don't even know where to go with that. So I would say an openness, a, a, um, an acceptance of coaching. Um, I think that, so let's talk about personality traits too, because for example, there are some personalities that are really successful inside of health coaching Mm -hmm. and there are some that can be very challenging inside of that. So like, for example, if I was to say the personality that is, um, successful in health coaching journey is a person that has a, that does a good job of not only like looking internally, mm-hmm. but also able to kind of like, I love how the matrix, you just kind of slow down and you look around <laughs> and you get curious. Yeah. Um, so I think that that openness is there. And then, and then, and then I'll have you allude on this, but I think the toughest personality is the perfectionist. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. Tell me more about, so if you're listening to this and you're a perfectionist, by the way, it's not a bad personality though. These are some things that maybe speak to that a little bit, that perfectionist. I mean, perfectionist in itself is, I mean, there's, there is no perfect. It's not going to be a straight line from point A to point B with health coaching. It's going to look all curvy, but then it's that piece of like needing to redefine like what your version of perfect is. And like Mm -hmm. this curvy line is perfect, but that's the piece. uh, The perfectionist all just cringed. When you said a curvy line is perfect. Yeah. And I think that the question for them to ask themselves is when was perfection demanded of you mm-hmm. and who demanded it of you? And by the time, and by the way, in many cases you did it to yourself. <laughs> and I also think that um, for some cases, for some people, they might've done something that was less than perfect. And then a person of, an, of authority, I call them mothers, fathers, teachers, and preachers. Yeah pointed it out, and then they said to themselves, never again will anybody ever judge anything that I do because it's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And they had that weight on their shoulders. Yeah. Unbearable yeah. weight, that is. So I think the opposite of perfection or a slant might be the word grace. Yeah. Like give yourself some grace. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, a, that's a tough one yeah. for a lot of people. I think that we get that, though, in our journey by setting short-term goals, mm-hmm. by having the ability to look back and say, how far have I come? Yeah. Um, because perfectionists are kind of like, I read in one of my stoic journals one day, they're like, if it's not 100% right, it's 100% wrong. Yeah. So there could be all these things that are going good, mm-hmm. but because it's not perfect, it's all horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, like, in that, like, gray area is again which is hard for the perfectionist to maybe realize but that's where like the growth comes yeah and i think the growth happens here catch yourself i'm speaking to you perfectionist (laughs) catch yourself demanding perfection and then pump the brakes in the middle of it and like dr phil says you can ask yourself this how is this working for me right now Mm -hmm. it's not yeah and there are times when perfection-ish can be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And there are times where it can be the greatest burden of all. 
So that is good stuff. All right, I should probably look at some of the notes that we actually made here. So um, I love the conversation of, about secret sauce. Um, I also want to talk about uh, all, I would say, you know, the, the lion's share of our patients and clients have a significant other mm, Yeah. at home. Yeah. And I know that that person has a huge role in our client's journey. Yes. So if you were to speak to that person, that husband, that wife, that partner, that boyfriend, girlfriend, what would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, your significant other or whoever it is that's going through this process needs support. They need that support. What does support look like? Um, as we described, giving the person grace, um, giving them time and space to process what we're going through, what they're going through, Um, maybe helping to take some stuff off their plate so that they can utilize that time for this health journey. Um, That you, they may not understand, I mean, yeah, they may not understand everything that's going on and that's okay. Um, But just being open to conversation asking your your partner how you can support them what they need from you Mm -hmm. things like that um would be would be absolutely key um i'm a guy obviously and guys are fixers Mm -hmm. and i know it's tough for guys when their partners are not well yeah because we want to fix stuff (laughs) and um a couple months ago i shot a video talking about who Here's who I need you to be as a partner on this journey. Sure. Uh, questions you cannot ask. Mm-hmm. Um, how much longer is this going to take? Yeah. Oh, how much is this going to cost? Uh-huh. And, and, that, and I'm not saying you can't have financial conversations. There's a tone, though. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to understand that, that like sex and money have crazy energy. Those conversations have crazy, goofy energy around them. Mm-hmm. So, oh, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. Is different than... So what are we looking at financially for this journey? Yeah. I asked the same, I just asked the same question uh-huh. in two different ways. The tone. The tone. Yeah. Um, there's a great book called um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And in his book, he's a, he's a hostage negotiator, by the way. Oh, my gosh. And in that book, he says, never start a question with the word why. Mm. So if I said to you, hey, Lauren, why did you fill in the blank? When I say the word why... Your defense is yeah. gone, right? You're like, all right, Instantly, you're going like... to throw a punch at me, and then I'll, 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 I'll return that in a defensive mode. So never start a question with the word why. Mm-hmm. Uh, a better way to start a question is help me understand. Mm-hmm. Hey, learn, help me understand the thought process behind. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get to actually explain something to you yeah. instead of like trying not to get bowled over by bullets. Mm-hmm. Questions to ask. Yeah. What's better? Hey, babe, what's better today? Mm-hmm. Because the perfectionist, especially, yeah. is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Uh-huh. So sometimes you can interject and intercept those thought processes, but like, what's better? Mm-hmm. And I love how you said, how can I help? Now, I might be married to a perfectionist. Yes. And her answer is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't always like my response, but I'll say, if you did know, what would it be? Yep. <laughs> That's a piece of the health coaching aspect too. It's sometimes 
when we get asked a question, it's following up with a question, kind of putting it because again, that client, that member going through our journey mm-hmm. is the expert of themselves. Right. They know. We just have to kind of draw it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the body has all the tools to heal. The mind has the tools to be well. Mm-hmm. We just have to... I, I've, I've, I've said for years, the body doesn't need any help to heal. It just needs no interference. Yeah. And the body is, you know, body, mind, soul, spirit, the whole shoot and match all together. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Um, let's change gears for just a second as we kind of get wrapped up here. Let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, I think I want to be a health coach. Yeah. Who is not the right fit for a health coach? Let's go there because I don't think it's, I don't think everyone's cut out for it. Yeah. Uh, the enabler Mm. is, that's not what a health coach is. Um, we're not here to spoon feed. Um, we are here to be a guide, um, Sometimes it's it's not it's not always the cheerleader. Right. Like you have to be open to to flexing and sometimes giving someone a kick in the pants if right. they need that. Right. Um, Here's one thing I found, um, and I'll say this as lovingly as I possibly can: good health coaches have dealt with their stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're like a person that has a lot of stuff and you're like, oh hell no, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is God will give you client after client after client <laughs> after client that has to deal with their stuff. Yeah. Uh, because you got to deal with your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that would be the person that might be like, eh. And you have to be super patient. Yes, patient. And you have to have a true, authentic heart for people. Mm-hmm. You have to wake up in the morning and thinking, how's John doing today? Yeah. You know. There's boundaries, obviously, uh-huh. though the heart has to be in the right spot. Yes, be very um, non-judgmental. Totally. That's huge. <laughs> oh my gosh, no doubt about it. And then on the flip side, who's that person that you could affirm that, like, yeah, you're probably onto something. You're probably a good fit. Who would that person be? Um, I mean, like you said, kind of the opposite. So that person that maybe has or still is working with. A health coach. A health coach who has a health coach is clutch. It is because you know know what being coachable looks like and feels like. I also think that, like, you have to have your nose into health. Yeah. Right? Don't don't catch me catching you in the McDonald's drive-thru. Yes. (laughs) When you're telling somebody to eat fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Congruency, I guess, Uh is the word. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, Mm -hmm. yet, like... You have to walk the walk. Uh-huh. Right? It has There's, to align. It has to align. Yeah. And it can't be forced. Mm-mm. Like it has to be like, yeah, this totally makes sense yeah. with what I do. Um, no, that's good stuff. I love this. So I guess part of this conversation today is to just yeah. come alongside people and be like, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. Because there's kind of this mystery like, what do you guys do? Uh-huh. Because I'll, I'll tell people that our clinical success is better than any of my buddies at medical conferences. They're like, how the heck do you guys get such success in your clinic? Yeah. So, number one, I have an amazing team like yourself. Um, People have unlimited access to you guys, so they can jump on a Zoom, on a phone call, come into the office, message through our software. They're just, our clients never feel like they're on an island by themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And then we also, we don't, force anybody to do anything they don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, we have lots of tools, 
but we're not like, hey, if you're not going to do that, you can't be a part of us. Yeah. And also, sometimes we don't know that we can't help somebody until we're months into the journey. So we don't know. And that's why we don't do like these contracts. Like we're not like a cell phone company that says, well, tough luck. Yeah. You got to pay it out. Like we don't do that. Mm -hmm. So it, it just gives us that ability. So yes, I love it. Um, last question, not on the questions. Oh boy. If you <laughs> could put anything on a billboard, Lauren, and the whole world would see it, what would you put on a billboard? Ooh. Well, I'll say the first thing that came to mind. Do it. And it was trust the process. Ooh, I like that. Trust the process in so many ways, right? In yeah. so many ways, especially us being ex, I guess maybe we're ex-athletes now. We're not athletes <laughs> anymore. Um, we don't always understand why we're doing what we're doing, yet we had to trust that the coaches knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. So cool everything girl. happens for a reason. It really does. It yeah. really does. Well, Lauren, there you have it, girl. All right. This was fun. Yeah, this was a very enjoyable conversation. Um, so for our listeners, uh, we, we like to... Um, incentivize you guys to 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 like us to share us to prescri to prescribe to subscribe to our to our podcast so we are going to give away a, a bottle of my clutch vitamin d product called dv3 so if you leave a five-star review wherever you listen to uh, this podcast we'll put you in a drawing uh, for that and um, we exist to empower people and today was a was an, an inside conversation about our clinic here in minnesota by the way we treat people all over the world uh we love technology to do so so lauren thank you so much thank you this is great okay.